Good morning everyone and uh, welcome to Revelation Now, another episode of Revelation Now. It's lovely to be back. Um, it's been a, last week it was good actually. We went to, uh, we had a global conference um, about mission and it was very, very, very good. Had a wonderful time in God's presence. You know, really, we had a different messages and word that was spoken during this weekend. And then just to give us a bit of more of a, an incentive to really just move forward when it comes to mission, whether you're doing this abroad or even here uh, in the UK. But um, again, we're back today um, for a special episode. But before we do that, um, I'm just going to invite my lovely wife to um, open up in, in prayer. Good morning, babe. You all right? I'm fine, thank you. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. Would you like to open up in prayer? Of course. Prayer warrior. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, Father, that this is the day that you have made and we can truly rejoice and we can be glad in this day. Father, we thank you for it is truly through you that we live and we move and we have our being. And we thank you, Father, that as we continue to speak to you and pray and bring ourselves before you, Father, mm. that you will have your way in with and through us. Father, we pray this morning that you will speak to us. You'll speak through Jean-Marc, Father, as he brings this teaching, Father. And Father, we just pray that you will have your way, that we will know, Father, more about you and about your plans and your purposes regardless of what is taking place around yes, us Lord. in this world and what we're teaching on today that will actually help us to keep our eyes even more so fixed on you and it will help us father to rise to to do the things that you've called for us to do to walk according to the plans and the purposes that you have for us mm. not only individually but as a as a church as a whole father we thank you we give you thanks and praise and we pray in jesus name Amen. 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 Thank you, Mars, for that. Um, again, just guys, to remind um, each other, if you want to get in touch with us, um, you can use our Facebook, uh, revelationhour.co.uk. I think it's the online radio there, but uh, you can access all the um, previous um, messages and, and, and comments and, and so on. We're also available on Twitter. If you want to tweet us, um, just want to send a message via Twitter. Um, we also available on Twitter. And if you have any question um, about our show or anything, or maybe topics that you would like us to cover or even revelation that you may add as well during that time, you can email us at info at revelationhour.co.uk. I think I said it all now. Uh, is there anything else and I forgot to add? No, okay. So, you know, as we always start the show um, every Saturday morning, um, we always uh, have a quick look uh, what's going on uh, in Christian news. You know, things that may um, kind of pop out to us as well. So let's let's have a look at this. Um, so, babe, as you look at this, what it is that you um, What's what's just popped to you? Or uh, what's you look at this uh, news? You know, w w what are the things that you think? Wow, that'd be interesting to find out more about it. Anything? The middle one. The middle one. 
I took a gamble. Evangelical leader who backed Trump in 2016 switches sides ahead of U.S. election. And let's have a look at this. What he says. It was a mega church leader, Republican Dr. Joel Hunter. Do you know him? No. He's voting Democrat for the first time. Speaking to Premier, the 77-year-old pastor explained why he decided to not support President Donald Trump. Dr. Hunter believed that this is a key moment in US history and as a result has made a decision that is uncomfortable but necessary. What do you take on it? Um, a couple of things that came to me. I mean, the US election is, is an important one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always important, but I think this one is, is very, very critical. Um, and a lot of people prophetically have, have spoken about um, Donald Trump um, from the beginning, that, you know, saying that he's been a wedge kind of in the door, um, keeping the door open mm. for particular things to take place um, in terms of, of Christianity. And there are mixed reviews. Um, everyone has their views um, about um, Mr. Trump and, and the things that he says. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to look at the policies that have been been put through um, by him and his team. But I, I think it's quite interesting what came to me was okay. You know, first of all, he said he's taken a gamble. Um, and then he's saying he switched sides. And then he says that, um, if you go back, up, yes, please. Um, he said it's a key moment in history and he's making an uncomfortable decision. Um, it's, it's a decision that is uncomfortable, but necessary. Um, the thing is in all of this, um, and it's quite interesting because there are other, um, pastors or leaders um, in America who have been teaching about how to to vote prayerfully, mm-hmm. um, not voting with um, emotions, um, but voting prayerfully. So seeking God's face and hearing from Him and voting in in with a sp- in a spiritual manner. Mm. And I think this is really important. So when he says, "I took a gamble," um, I think it's. Um, it's quite interesting um, in terms of that. I mean, the, the mega churches, uh, there's different things that happen with mega churches in America in terms of funding, mm-hmm. in terms of a lot of different things. Um, and a lot of them in the beginning when Trump, um, P- President Trump was put into to power, they were backing him. They were in the White House. They were in the Oval Office and they were taking pictures with him. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting now. He's saying he's it's a key moment and he's, he's switching sides. Um, and it's contrary to a lot of... of of different prophetic words that have been released over the nation of the USA um, in terms of why Donald Trump has been input there um, and what he's been put there for and the season that he's there for and why. I mean, there's a lot of, some people have been saying, you know, we've got mixed views in terms of whether he'll be reelected and and all the rest of it. Um, But it'd be quite interesting um, to see what happens. And it's not that far away now. So um, yeah, uh, it's quite interesting you said that because I, I I think the other interesting thing is looking from the spiritual dynamic, mm. and I've been sensing over the last few months, but especially the last few weeks, tension in a spiritual atmosphere. Mm. Th- there's a lot of oh, there uh, will be, yeah, there's definitely. a lot of tension to mm. spiritual atmosphere. Th- there's a real battle taking place mm-hmm. there at the moment. Obviously, 
the, the the prayers of the saints mm-hmm. but also what the enemy is trying to push forward and and mm. we're going to talk about it a bit later on um on the show but what is interesting is all highs are on america at the moment mm. and not only because of the elections the election is a very very important part of it because whoever's getting to power will bring their own policies but mm. it's not about the policies that people are aware about it's the policies that are underneath and the spiritual mm. dynamic that will be bringing it so mm. all eyes at the moment in america but i think also the fact the spiritual dynamic in america is also changing mm. in that sense um i believe god is beginning to do um what i call the word a purge you know mm. when he's beginning to kind of put the church on fire you know to get rid of the things that need to be getting rid of mm. um, and it's starting in America and it's going to be spreading everywhere in the world mm. when eventually you will see what's standing and what's falling mm. But the interesting thing that we are seeing now, the, the situation about now, and, and we know, w- you know, as Christian here in this country, we vote, you know, and so on. But in America, the voting system is very different. And, and every church has their own view about who they should vote, Democratic or Republican. So the fact that we see somebody switching from one to the other, does he not? And he's not switching because he's saying, I'm switching it because I believe it is. He said it's a gamble. No, he said, I took a gamble. So I I think in 2016, Mm. he took a gamble on President Trump. So now he's saying, basically, the gamble didn't pay off. So I'm going to switch sides now. It'd be interesting to know what kind of gamble he was referring to. Yeah, and this is why I was saying, Mm. I think there are other pastors in America who are teaching um, their members about voting prayerfully. Mm. Um, So praying, seeking God's face and asking him who he would like for them to to actually vote for and i think it's very very critical because in a time such as this we can't never anyway we can't lean on our own understanding anyway Mm. ever um but especially now um especially now we just can't so it's quite interesting that he said i took a gamble so Mm. he's talking about what he did in 2016 Mm. but now he's saying okay well the gamble didn't pay off so i'm gonna i'm gonna switch um Mm. and you know it's it's quite it's quite interesting mm. um but people are saying that you know in terms of president trump being in he's a very smart character in terms of business um and we talked about him being the wedge but he's been the wedge for many 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 different things um in terms of legislation that has been overturned and and different things that he's kind of is put a hold on Mm. um but people are saying that because of what the federal reserve wants to do we're talking about this whole reset um of currency remember america their currency is the one that people are watching remember they're the the superpower so if their currency crumbles then you know all of this this whole thing there's another ushering of of remember what we spoke about we spoke about the underlying currents currency current or the underlying kind of things that are, are taking place. So first of all it was underlying health. Then we said it was underlying, you know, psychological things which we're seeing with the coronavirus. Psychologically it's affecting people. Or underlying health conditions, underlying psychological conditions, but we're looking now at underlying financial conditions. So we're gonna see things, countries where financially, which a lot of countries in the world, things were were 
there are different things taking place mm. and things weren't stable. We're, we're going to see the, 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 the different things that happen to those countries now. Mm. And I think President Trump was holding certain things in place for things not to happen for for currencies or things to do with the finances to take place. Um, but now what they're trying to do is basically if they get rid of him, certain things will be ushered in and we'll see dramatic changes around the world because of that. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess um, that's, that's the news for now. I don't mm. think there's anything else really to talk about. And I'm just, uh, you know, just keep praying and, and, yeah. and what the Lord is, the Lord is, is, is saying to you um, in this season. Um, going back to topics, I know last week we 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 had um, we started a, a, a mini series on a heart formation, and and we had the privilege to have um, um, Pastor Peter Mensah come in and share about his um, his work and and his journey. Um, obviously, next week we will also have another guest coming in uh, talking about journey as well um, in terms of what she's she's doing. But today is a particular day. It's a very, very, very different day. And we wanted to really address that um, in, in that sense. But before we do that, we, we we see what's taking place in the world. We understand the science perspective and how everybody is now looking up into this vaccine uh, to be released um, potentially the end of this year or next year. And the whole world pretty much gearing up for, for the vaccine now. And... Um, you find out that probably 90% of the population now want the vaccine and there's very uh, and full of people who actually um, we won't go against it now we understand for what we've been studying and what we've been talking about you know over the last few months and the different legislation that has been put in place in relation to making mandatory for everyone which I believe eventually that is where they're going towards it so which you mean that many things will happen in sense of in relation to your work, in relation to your travel, uh, vaccine will have uh, the implication of you having a vaccine, uh, will have a major implication how your travel and how which work will accept. And it's quite interesting. I went to um, to a different place uh, to do some work um, on, was it on Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, company, I'm not going to name it, um, major big, big player in the whole world. Um, went to see them. And um, went to work for them. And interesting now, they're beginning to introduce uh, what we call a temperatures uh, cameras. So before for you the sensors, the sensors before you enter this building, you've got to put yourself in front of that camera, and they will sense your temperature. And obviously, the temperature is high. Boom, you're out of the building. And and I think this is what is to come in major company. There is uh, and and this company actually they're dealing with building and then dealing with major corporation and how this major corporation now beginning to restructure uh their offices as well to fit covid19 um um, um prerequisites so far what we've been in many what we've seen in major company is signs and social distancing and, and regulation but now they are bringing the technology into uh their their the offices so everything is now structured uh, and we're talking about major players just sky all those all the company in the world and i'm restructuring in a way that that will fit the regulation which will allow people to number one work from home but also number two when they come to the office when people coming back to the office to be scanned in a such a way that only the people were actually uh 
don't have temperature be able to get in at the moment but then eventually when they're making those vaccine mandatory they will be just checking basically whether your file specify that you've been vaccinating um against covid19 in order to be able so when you're going for a new job for example those would be some of the questions that they will be asking in the future you know are you immune mm, it's, it's quite interesting because before when you would travel to from country to country they would ask you for certain injections that's even right. now yeah that's right so it's quite interesting it's almost like it's like you're traveling to another country within your own country it's like okay well if you you need to go to work or you need to do anything you need to go shopping you need to go anywhere it's going to be like have you been back or to school for example for the children Absolutely. have you been vaccinated Absolutely. um it's 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 very interesting how these things are unfolding yeah and, and so this is how the world is is really gearing up to um so so yeah and but for us as i said we've got to see the world from the way god sees it it is so key so those are some of the scripture that we always display at the beginning uh first peter 5 8 and second second corinthians uh 2 11 uh we really speak of us be vigilant be sober be watchful as well you know it's not only about praying but it's also about knowing what the enemy is doing and this is why we have this platform here but what i want to talk today is this we um as you know today is halloween mm. it's quite fitting that we're doing a revelation now on a saturday and it's halloween uh is on, is on saturday so today is is halloween and 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 pretty much the whole world now is gearing up for halloween regardless of covid not covid halloween still not gonna take place so i just uh, ask a kind of this question really to myself and and, and i read a lot of articles over the years uh, about halloween and so on and and, and most of believers who believe that it is a evil tradition and so on but what is the truth behind it what is really the meaning what is the origin what is it what is it about before we do that just uh let's look at um what it is number one is the spookiest night of the year well it's meant to be but now it's quite interesting about how they're saying oh but if you don't want to dress up as something you know ghoulish you can dress up as a princess or you can still dress up as well, this or you can it is. you know so the thing is they're still encouraging people to take part absolutely um irregardless absolutely yeah and it is the most celebrated event after christmas it's quite amazing isn't it, it never yeah. used to be especially mm. in this country yeah but it is mm. it is the most celebrated event after christmas it'd be very interesting to come back with some figures in 2020 um in terms of money that has been spent on halloween oh huge but just to give you an idea 8.8 .8 billion spent in the united states last year on halloween mm. wow i'm sure that you know it's, it's not i mean it won't be as much here but the thing is at the end of the day it's, it's actually becoming more so especially when you go into the supermarkets now it's all it about it's all about halloween. yeah it's all about halloween um they're gearing up halloween from september all the way onwards um to now so it is definitely all about halloween so yeah, we are talking about 8.8 .8 billion mm. industry for the retail mm. in the united states alone and as we know this um event has been spreading everywhere in the world so mm. pretty much i don't know in in some places in asia or in africa whether they celebrate as much are they celebrating but in europe and especially in the states canada 
mm. um, Great Britain, obviously, and then other part of Europe is widely celebrated. Um, that's one thing we need to understand that it is now some small things and it is it is a major measure it's, it's basically when you're looking at the retail industry christmas halloween those are the easter those are the big measure when retail industry can make a lot a lot a lot of money because of the hype that's surrounding halloween during that time as well very interesting now this is something that i found out on amazon obviously uh, from the united states as well um candy sale chocolate sale non-chocolate i mean and this is what people we need to realize you know we are not talking only about people dressing up we're talking about the food that go with them you know the candies the chocolates the cakes uh everything uh even people having parties so inviting people the drinks that goes with it so it is measure measure during that time there's a spike into it and it's very very interesting to understand now during the COVID, what would be the expectation of the retail industry they expected those sales to fall sharply in the midst of COVID 19. so obviously you won't be having too many you know my wife always um gotta correct me i always say trick and trick but it's not trick and trick what is it again trick or treat trick or treat okay i said trick and trick all the time but anyway (laughs) but it is trick and trick it is trick and trick trick for me so this is why i call it (laughs) trick and trick but what i'm trying to say is this they're expecting the cell to fall uh, in the midst of the covid19 however they will still be selling stuff mask and this is what i found about human being the ability to adapt to any situation Mm -hmm. so while they may not be able to sell as many as they can they'll be able to sell as many masks because obviously everybody has to wear a mask like mm-hmm. 12.99 the mask 20 20 dollars the, the mask just for the uh for the halloween so it is a major major player in that sense but you know what where does it come from mm. and i'm asking you this question to you first of all where do you think this come from what's the halloween story what, what is it all about well i think it's pagan okay um and i think it's it's come from a history which is steeped from hi- over these sides which is quite interesting because it's actually massive in the u.s but mm-hmm. i think it's you know when you see a lot of these things they tend to come from over here and and be kind of shipped around the world into different ways and and of things mm-hmm. um, but if we look at church history it probably stems from there something to do with the church history and then the the pagans are wanting to introduce something which will look spiritually attractive to people and then introducing interesting spirits to go with it so i think it's you know tends to be something like that doesn't it interesting so i'm just i'm just put this one up into it and as you can see this is a bit of a, of a satanic um image here but the origin back date from about 2000 years ago so this is not some things that just come up but obviously over the years over the centuries that evolved into what people call today halloween but the origin back date from the ancient you say celtic is it mm. the ancient celtic festival of what we call the Samhain that you can see here at the top which is usually celebrated on the 1st of November 
and that is basically um that was basically the celtic area there's people who live about 2000 years ago and that was mostly in the area that now we know as Ireland in United kingdom so that's basically really where it is and also northern and france as well and they were celebrating the new year on november the first so this celebration of sam uh, samhain um that was marking the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark cold winter um and that time was usually associated with human death so the thing that we need to understand as well the celts believe that on the night before the new year which is the 31st today the boundary between the world of the living and the world of the dead become very thin or sometimes they say become very blurred and this is where it got to me very 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 interesting because obviously as we discuss it and talk about it, the similarity between a lot of the stuff that's taking place now has been taking place before is quite incredible but they believe that during that time between the 31st of october to the 1st of november which for them marked the end of the summer that time was the only time when the line between the spiritual realms and the physical realm is so thin that we allow spirit to cross over, to cross over. Mm. and that is very thing so they believe that on the night of the 31st as they celebrated the ghosts of the dead will return to earth so they, that was the celebration and on the top of causing things such as trouble or damaging all the crops because we're talking about crops as well they believe that the presence of those um spirits you know what was made easy by what people calling the druids you know we talked mm. about mm. the people like uh merlin you know mm. people think that merlin is a myth or something but they were actually druid which they're sorcerers yeah, you know magician, magician sorcerers let's put it this way um they they were able those dreads and those sorcerers were able to make prediction about the future and it's very interesting because we know about the occult and that's exactly what we're talking about mm. we're talking about a celebration of the occult a celebration of witches a celebration of witch so if you want me to put it here that's what mm. halloween was and called the sam hen you know as you can see here there's many celebration here occult celebration that we're celebrating but that is the beginning of winter now let me ask you a question um i don't know whether everybody here on this listening knows this when does the winter start we just looked at this the other day and i've forgotten the um it's december i think is it december yeah, the actual year. date of uh yeah, I think okay this year, i think it is uh, because alexander asked me Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was earlier than that, but I think it's Dece- I think it is December. Okay, I think so. I'll double check it. All right, yeah. If anyone who's listening can put it on the chat and the comments or anything mm. when the um December's start, uh, the winter. winter start, that'd be great. So, so this is what I mean. So during that time, those dread, those sorcerers, they were able to predict the future. They were able to predict future events because they were in touch with the spirits. And that's basically they were doing all the incantation and all the celebration during that time. So 
one of the things that they were also doing during that time, they were burning, they were doing bonfire. Mm. You know, and that's why I've been asking this question about bonfire night. Mm. Where does it come from? Because that when when is bonfire night celebrated? Fifth of November. Fifth of November. So where does it come from? But they say it came from Guy Fawkes. Who's Guy Fawkes? Guy Fawkes, they talk about in history, you know, he was the one who actually went in and kind of blew up the place. Um and um in, he's talking about the monarchy and stuff so it's just like there was a revolt so the thing is they talk about that being around that time but it's quite interesting that it really isn't um, yeah when we actually start looking into it it isn't really it isn't it is it is that's what they say because they normally would put the the man the guy on the on the fire that they used to do that but they stopped doing that they just have bonfires now but when I was little we used to put we used to make models of men with paper and clothes and we used to stuff them with clothes and put him on the fire that is very interesting can you repeat that again and i'm <laughs> gonna no 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 it's very interesting yeah. that you say that yeah so what we used to do when we were younger we would make like we would make a we would make a guy a guy and we would put him on the fire so we would make st- we'd get clothes mm-hmm. and stuff him with stuff it with pe- stuff the f- stuff him with paper like make a head and everything maybe you put a hat on it and we would just make it that way and we put then when, um, when the fire was burning we would put him on the fire okay so basically during those times it's even very interesting saying that because those reeds they were also burning crops and they were burning animal and sacrifice to their gods mm. and same aim that we've seen here on the screen on on the screen here was actually a god was actually a demon it was known you know that's where halloween came from it was a powerful demon of hell and it could only rise when summoned by two powerful witches through time, through three blood sacrifices over three days, with the last sacrifice day on the final harvest, Halloween. Mm. Interesting. So, when we're talking about Halloween, we are talking about people celebrating these, that's what they were celebrating, these demons. They were celebrating this demon through blood sacrifice over three days. And that's why they were pouring out crops, animals. It's quite interesting, mm. isn't it? Thanks for somebody coming back to us with the, um, the winter start 21st of December and Saturday 20th of March 2021. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's what the origin is. When we're looking at the origin here, the semen was a demon that it was worshipping that celebrating the end of the summer, the beginning of winter for them. That was the new year. And it's going to be interesting. I don't want to go through the other mm-hmm. name that's been mentioned here um, because that's not a topic today. But uh, um, that is what the origin here. And so it's very important for us to understand that everything that's done today in terms of Halloween is evil. So, when the celebration was over, they really the hard fire, which had extinguished early in the evening, to end them protect during the coming of the winter. So they celebrate for three days, then they relieve the fire to protect them against the winter. Now, this celebration, as I said, evolved. Um, it evolved over the, the um, over the centuries, you know, by 
43 AD, it says that the Roman Empire conquered the majority of the Celts territory and in the course of 400 years that they ruled the lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional celebration on the same hand. So the Roman came, as we know powerful that they were, they came, they conquered, they took the lands and they actually now installed their tradition alongside this tradition as well. So the first one was called the Feralia. It was a day in late October when the Roman we commemorate the passing of the dead and it's very interesting that this celebration in terms of there where the Celts were celebrating their demons the Romans were celebrating the passing of the dead so they combined those two celebrations festivities and they put a date to honor it the second day they said was a day to honor Pomona now Pomona was the Roman goddess of fruit and tree and remember the symbol of Pomona was the apple <laughs> and the incorporation of this celebration into salmon that's what they did so they incorporating this apple into it and that's probably what people believe expanded tradition or bobbing for apple that he practice today in Halloween but also they still have the apple in so many different ways they have toffee apples they have all sorts so yeah. as you're talking about this i'm just thinking like my whole childhood is flashing before me so yeah. i'm just like thinking of all the things and that it's i used probably, to celebrate i would probably mm. think the childhood of many other people as mm. were probably thinking the same way thinking mm. oh my goodness i've been doing this all along mm. we've got one of our listeners here who's just a senator um uh, a message here and i want to read it he said, oh wow, oh wow, regarding the pentagram on Zoom, it's a yule. Is that where the term yuleted come from? Yuletide, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes it is. Yeah, yuletide. <laughs> so, yeah. while we're actually looking into this understanding and really understanding how everything begins. So, as you mentioned, the apple, everything mm. was then combined with the celebration of the same aim and then come on the Pomona, the symbol of Pomona. But it's quite interesting as you're, you know, I'm just like going over all this in my head now so it's over over time basically all it's done is they've maybe built on things or taken oh, yeah. things and putting other things that's so right but the things that have remained it's always been about fire it's always been about releasing dead spirits it's always been about you know those things that those things being released so absolutely. and worship worship worshiping the dead absolutely sacrifice of the dead absolutely in order for spirits to be released that's because right. that's you know when you talk about bonfire night it's the same kind of thing they put things on the fire to burn so mm. you still it's still sacrifice yeah um and then these apples toffee apples have been around so it's always it's kind of taking things away but putting other things in for that kind of culture of the time to be able to accept yeah, it absolutely it's quite interesting absolutely and as we go uh carry on on the, on the history of it in in may 13 609 ad the pope boniface IV dedicated a pantheon in rome in honor of all christian martyr and the Catholic feast of All Martyr Day was established in the Western Church. So Pope Gregory later he expanded the festival to include all saints as well as All Martyr and moved the observance from May the 13th to November the 1st. What they were trying to do, they were trying to infiltrate the paganism. And we've seen that when we talk about Christmas, trying to infiltrate the paganism, bringing Christianity into paganism. So what they did, they mixed this together. We are going to do a series on the seven letters to the churches uh, starting in the next, in about two weeks from now. And it will make very mo much more sense into all the, um, all the paganism mixed mm. with religion, with mm. Christianity as well. 
but just to give you a bit of an understanding here and there's nothing wrong what they were trying to do they were trying to bring those pagan into christianity but instead of bringing the word of god they mm. compromised yeah they used that opportunity to say okay let's accept their way of doing things and we bring our way of doing things that we put them together mm. we mix, mix and match and then we have a nice celebration and everybody is happy now when you think about it today we're looking at and we spoke about a new world order yeah, and the one that. world religion that's mm. exactly what they exactly. are going to do they are going to mix and match all religion into well, one they've begun to do it in begun parts, to do in part mm. already but they're going to mix and match it so everybody will have a bit of everything when yeah. you think about new Everyone age will be happy. <laughs> when you think about new age <laughs> it's got this this ideology of mixing every religion mm. into one to f- to please everyone but truly he only serve one purpose yep only serve one purpose so, by the 9th century, obviously the influence of Christianity spread into the Celts lands, and when it gradually blended and supplanted all the Celt rites. And that's thing that we need to understand. It's all about mixing. Mm. It's all about mixing. But as you mentioned, it's always the same dynamic of releasing the spirit into the realm allowing and, and and one of the things i really want us to point it is very important to understand that during that period of time that we're talking about today 31st on the 1st of november mm. the spiritual dynamic between the physical and the spiritual realm is very very thin you know when we know that for example at 12 o'clock between 12 and 3 there was a higher spiritual Activity. uh, activities taking place so this is where pretty much people need to pray more because mm. of that dynamic spiritual dynamic that's taking place during the time of the 21st to the 31st. first 31st of october to the first of november mm. is the same this is actually the time when there is such a a, 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 a a such a blur line between the spiritual realm and the physical realm which allow the spirits now to enter our world and to do whatever we do it and i'm gonna i'm gonna play a testimony very soon about a lady that i used to follow she used to be a satanist Doreen Irving. I don't know if you heard of her. No. She used to be part of a satanist. She has to you anyway. We talked about it. But what I'm trying to say is, is this Halloween celebration very, very important in a sense that it's every year more demon activities are released into the world because they can cross over freely in that sense. So going back hold on a second before you go yeah Yeah, this is important in my head is really important so basically you're saying it's easier for them they can cross over freely but what you're saying is for spiritually what we're looking at is that you said they can cross over freely but we were talking about something earlier in terms of how they can not cross over so freely yeah do you want to mention that i want to mention that yeah obviously i was going to mention that later on sorry but, but that's okay the only way to counteract this activity is through prayer. Mm. Praise and prayer. Those are the two things that can counteract the activities during Halloween. And this is why I truly believe that during the Halloween time, this is a time to praise God and this is a time to pray. Because this is the only way that can... You know, I've been doing a bit of study um, and I'm still going into those, those study and, and looking... You know, there's a lot of people in the world that are looking prior for prayer from a science perspective and i was reading some article very interestingly and and really kind of meditating and kind of asking the lord about it because 
you know when you know the prayers of the saints the power of, in prayer you know we understand the power in prayer mm. you know reach it to the heaven but people have been looking at prayer of the saints from a from a from a, a, a scientific um a scientific perspective and i don't think they got it right completely but they believe that there is uh, um some kind of what they call it some kind of energy or some kind of a field energy force force that well, this is not star, this is not star wars guys yeah <laughs> you know but they believe that there is some kind mm-hmm. of the force that actually able to go through realms go through realms that's what they believe and this is where they begin to study the power of prayer but it's interesting that as believers we know that our prayers are so effective because prayers are the power to tell them anything according to god's will so we know that during that time and this lady that i'm going to share the testimony in a minute speak about during that time of following this is not a time of celebration this is a time of praising god and this is a time for prayer because the power of prayer will limit the action of the demons on this earth every year they are releasing they're using the opportunity of halloween to release demon into the world they're celebrating this is a celebration of witches a celebration a satanic celebration It's literally a satanic celebration as we celebrate christ's reason they celebrate demons during that time but you say it's about a release of these the, the demons into the world but we're talking numbers right we're talking more it's like a release of more yes of these, yes it's, it's, we're not talking about two or three demons are coming out we're mm. talking about thousands and thousands of demons just mm. released mm. there and then just create havocs in people's life mm. that's pretty much it so looking into the history of it so we looked into it and as we go for there is the um, you know as i mentioned it um, during the Christianity in 1000 AD, the church made November the 2nd All Souls Day, and that was a day to honor the dead. And it was actually what I said earlier on believed that they were attempted to replace the occult festival or Semhen to something which is actually the church will accept. That this is why they created this one. So they, they combined the Matai with the dead. And created this day now the whole souls day was celebrating in the same way as the same Ain day yeah so we need to understand that the celebration was pretty similar with bonfire people dressing up in costume uh, and this because you must sign angel and devil and then we celebrate this this way the way that the, the cults were celebrating which we mentioned it um, earlier the celebration with bonfire costume and, and so on and telling stories and, and predicting the future and, and so on because they knew during that time as I mentioned before it was easy for them to hear from the spiritual realm but also for the spirit to cross over because of that line very interesting now what we need to understand um, as the belief and custom of different um, European ethnic groups and Americans indian starting to mesh we're now beginning to see a very distinctive version of halloween around the 19th 20th century early 20th century 19th 20th century and i think the first celebration included people play parties 
which now were made in public and people were now incited to celebrate um, Halloween in that sense. In the second half of the 19th century, obviously American, we, we're talking about the, the, the great immigration in the 19th century, so about one of the most people that came in were the Irish people. I remember what I said when the Samian celebration came from the Celt, the which was in Ireland. Mm. So a lot of them moved to America mm. and millions, you know, they were fleeing what they're calling the Irish potato famine, yeah, which was that. at a time when there was a major, major famine. Mm. So they were actually, all of them were moving to, to the States in that sense. And they brought their tradition with them and they celebrated Halloween. So what they bring, they brought tradition. And what we need to remember, they used to dress up, but also they used to use turnip to carve turnip, you know. But obviously, when they went to America, they couldn't. They found pumpkins. And that's how they begin to carve pumpkins. So their, their, their tradition went to carve turnips. I think the English were carving beets roots. So everyone would curving other potatoes or turnips or, or beetroots. But obviously, when they went to America, they saw the pumpkins and they saw they were very good to carve, so they used the pumpkins. And this is why you see so many pumpkins here in that sense. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, that's a bit of a history about the um, the, the Halloween in, in that sense. Now, I was asking this question, what is the pumpkin origin? Where does it come from? Besides the find that the Irish brought this tradition in America and start carving the pumpkins. You said they found pumpkins in America. Yes, but there's, a, there's also a myth behind the history of the carving thing. Okay. So, people have been making Jack O'Lantern at Halloween for centuries. It's been done for centuries. But the practice originated from an Irish myth. You know, it was a name, a, a man named Jack. And they call it Stinging Jack. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. I don't know whether you guys heard it, whether we have any Irish uh, gentleman on, online with us. But apparently, according to the story, Jack, or Stinging Jack, that was his name, invited the devil for a drink. Hmm. Okay? And um, true to his name, he didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin so Jack could use to buy their drinks. Yeah, Master's looking at us. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put into his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year, and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of a fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. That's the tradition. Soon after Jack died, as the legend goes, God will not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him, and keeping his word not to claim his soul, we will not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off 
into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth with ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack O of the Lantern or simply Jack O Lantern. And this is how they begin to carve those animals, those, 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 the vegetables, based on this myth. It's all evil, Mouse. There's nothing good about Halloween. And that's what I'm trying to say is this. Nothing good about it. Now, I mentioned to you about this lady, Doreen Hervin. Um, don't know whether you heard of her. Mm-hmm. She was a prostitute heroin addict, queen witches for Europe, wow. satanist, and a victim of abominable practices. I read a book, you know. I read a few books that she released, you know, from Satan to God. And God miraculously released her from this. Um, I'm sure some of you guys that listen may have heard of uh, um, Doreen Irving. And she's experienced this satanic way of living. And then she came out of it. And there was, uh, I picked up an interview that she was doing and telling us about um, Halloween. So let us hear what she was saying about it. Um, there's a kind of Halloween fever in the USA that now take Halloween for instance Um, there's a kind of Halloween fever in the USA but now it's here in England and at Halloween night the kids dress up as, as witches and with masks and robes and all sorts of stuff and they go trick or treating knocking at the door and saying, trick or treat. Well, if you don't give them a, tr- a treat like apples or sweets or some money or cakes, or, then you get a trick paid on trick played on you. But that uh, it itself seems innocent enough. But imagine the devil laughing at Christians who actually have Halloween parties at their church or Halloween dances come to our Halloween dance. Can you imagine a witch going by and seeing that outside, which they have done? Even the churches are uh, messing about and playing around with um, occult things. Um, If you knew what I know, what goes on at Halloween, you would never celebrate Halloween again, Christian. Um, What do they do? Well, they choose a new queen in the order that I belong to at Halloween. And and that's an awful ceremony. Um, they call up spirits um, to go through the earth and to revenge, have their revenge on their enemies. And there's a lot of secret activity in the demonic realm going on at Halloween. And Christians, instead of celebrating Halloween, you should be praising the Lord and warning people about the dangers of Halloween. Um, it's, it's a witch's celebration, not a Christian celebration. So I warn about that. Don't let your children get mixed up in it. Oh, but they get mixed up in it at school. The other kids are doing it. Put something else on for them. Something Christian. 
and so that right from the start, you know, people know uh, what it's all about. I've been there and I know what it's like. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. Interesting. Now, this 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 lady, um, Doreen um, Irving, was went through the ranks from a satanic perspective, and they, you know, they are in their their ranks. As she says, she was a queen, and what she mentioned, and what I believe also is taking place during Halloween, is as she mentioned it here, they're promoting a queen. Yeah, so they normally do. And she said it's an awful thing that they do because they normally do sacrifices. Sacrifices, yeah, uh, so orgies, yeah. uh, sexual immorality yeah. is done there. Yeah, so I've listened to someone else who was who was kind of groomed from when she was a child to be sacrificed at around the time of Halloween. And she was just, she was, she was released as well by the power of God. She became a Christian. So very similar. So it's interesting to hear the same kind of thing said mm. by someone else. Um, and as she said, it's she said it's not for Christians to be celebrating at all. No, at Halloween. It's it's not a Christian holiday. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not that. Um, it's it's a time where where Satanists do celebrate, and there's lots of things going on. Absolutely, and uh, I just want to also remind us. One of our listeners here posted on the uh, WhatsApp um, uh, Revelation Hour. Um, uh, I think it's um, an, an article. Uh, called the day of the dead uh, if you want to if you know if you're interested um, to know more a little bit more about mm. it uh, please do um, post it and if she's listening I'm just wondering whether she'll be able to post it on the, on the chat as well on the comments everybody can can see how we can we can try to post it I can mm. try to forward the link so I will forward the link into this so the, the, the thing to, to understand this as well is obviously as they're borrowing, as we look at the history and they're borrowing from European tradition, you know, we're talking about as the as the Halloween evolve, you know, they start to dress up as you said, now people can even dress up as princess, but before it was more like a costume, you know. So people start to dress up and, and start people start to go to house to house asking for food and money. And that was a practice that eventually become what we call it I'm gonna say it trick or treat done it right there we it? go well done brilliant <laughs> so trick or treat tradition yeah. that's become when people now go to houses to houses and it became for used to be food used to be drink used to be cakes um now it is thank you thank you very much uh so if you want to know more about this is now posted on the chat www.irishtime.com culture heritage the day of the dead so now what they're doing they're doing trick and trick and now it's become sweet things but uh, really what we need to understand that also during that time young women believed that on halloween day they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing trick with yarn apple pairing or mirror and this is what i'm trying to really point out to the fact that it is it's almost like this is a kind of day when you can do anything evil uh, going into the occult as much as you can because and and people are basically enticed to do so they encouraged to 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 experiment you know on everything whether it is tarot or whether it is uh, fortune tellers or, uh uji boards or whatever you call it they are encouraged to do so so while the world is encouraged to do so it allowed the release of all these demonic activities mm. into the world 
and people are not aware of this now i don't know you guys if you remember the scripture really speak clearly here and, yeah. I, and i wanted really to point the scripture into they sacrifice to demons not to god to god they did not know to new god new arrival that your father did not fear and that is so key they are basically what during Halloween people are doing. They're sacrificing to God. They're celebrating. They're giving they're praise. God. They're giving glory to the demons. They God, which are demons. Mm. We looked at it. The the, the, the demon Samhain is called the Lord of the Dead, mm. and it's a powerful demon that actually now roaming into the earth every year doing this this this, this thing. Very interesting. And somebody mentioned this is like the film called The Purge. Absolutely. Mm. If you haven't read, if you haven't watched this movie, when on that day, you're allowed to kill. You're allowed to, to, do, anything, to do anything. Anything evil that you Anything want. evil you want to do. Mm. It. And that's exactly what Halloween is all about. This is what I've been saying for during the beginning of the show. It's so important for us that we counteract not by party, but by praising God and by praying and by continuing to teach our children about what the true meaning of Halloween. Yeah. So they understand. It's a very important. Those are the three things I would say. Praise, pray, and teach our kids. You know, mm-hmm. the trick and oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's <laughs> yeah, a trick and trick for me. Call it trick and trick. That's I call it trick and trick. <laughs> so the trick and trick, you know, whatever yeah. it's called, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what we should teach our children. We should mm-hmm. teach our children about Jesus. We should teach our children about the truth about Halloween, so they understand that it is an evil celebration. We are seven year old. We started to him when he was about four or five. I think. I think we didn't even start. I think our eld- our older children already yeah. started telling him that it yeah, was actually, it wasn't yeah. the thing. Yeah, we yeah. didn't even have to say because yeah. we taught them, so they taught him. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and we taught him on top of that. So you know. Very interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know if you remember this. I do. Do you want to tell us why you remember this? We were there. Yeah, we were actually there. Mm. That was the 19th of October, 2003. We actually, Marcia and I, new were Christians. Start, new Christian. We just mm-hmm. joined, you know, we just became new Christian. I think it was around June time. Yeah. And we start actually, that was our second date. Mm. That was our second date. We're actually walking through there, Tower Bridge. I was living not far from Tower Bridge mm. uh, on the other side, um, very close by. And these geezer, I call it geezer, this guy, mm. Devin Blaine, decided to do a 44 days fast which ended on the 19th of october 2003 now you may not remember some of his comments but some of his comments were clear he was basically saying jesus fasted for 40 days i'm gonna do that for 44 days so he suspended himself there and fasted for 44 days suspending in that thing and mm. people were able to walk through and just watch him so we saw him watch him. we saw him as a matter of fact i was still studying film and broadcasting at the time and i was we were told to do a radio program on whatever topic and i decided to do a radio program on david blaine at the time now what we don't understand is that 44 days ended up on the 19th of october was a precursor of a release of mm. demonic activities yep. which was leading up to halloween on the 31st of december 2003 31st of october so what he was doing he was actually fasting in preparation for the release of those demonic mm. now why Tarbridge? Hmm. let me tell you something about Tarbridge. wow wow for over 600 years 
This bridge was the key crossing mm-hmm. point of the Thames in London, ferrying people, goods, and livestock across the river, with its shop, house, houses, churches, and gatehouse. That bridge is a spiritual gate yep. into London. Mm-hmm. As it was a physical gate into ports to go into London, Tower Bridge was a spiritual gate into London. As a matter of fact, both cannot enter into London whether they go through Tower Bridge. That's it. And this is why this got this elevation bridge to allow both to come in. And that's the only way from the Thames. So if people needed to get to London via boat in London, they have to go through Tower Bridge. Mm. So Tarbridge will open its gates and the boats will go in. So what David Blaine was doing, he was releasing a spiritual activity. He was opening the That's spiritual right. gate of Tarbridge for activities, demonic activities to begin to operate in the city of London. <laughs> 2003. 2003. We have seen so many things taking place in the city of London since then. When you think about it. You know, there's been a rise in criminality, in knife, gangs, so much. Mm. I rem- I can't remember too many, many gangs in 2003, Marcel. They were, but they were not as prevalent that it is now. And that is because of the spiritual activity that has been operating from that time. So he released, they allowed a release of something. So this is why I keep saying when we look into um, the Halloween, we've got to understand the spiritual dynamic behind it. And I said the world is celebrating, enjoying, doing the trick and tricks and going to parties. Obviously now with the COVID, there's many, many restrictions. But, you know, people find a way around. They will go online, they will use a Zoom and they will still celebrate it. And as Doreen said, they're celebrating the witches. It's a celebration for witches and it's not Christian celebration. So I think for us, as believers, the things that we've got to remember for today and for the years to come into Halloween, use that time to praise God. Use that time to thanks God. And use that time if you have children who don't know about the history or the origin of Halloween to teach them about Halloween. And when we're looking into the world now and where everything is accelerating, you know, I was uh, filming uh, an event on Thursday, and uh, as I said, they are, there's been an acceleration of things. Things that they were already planning to do has been accelerated before because of the COVID-19. It's, it's basically put, plan has been going ahead. Um, I believe, and I sense that, was it last week and I sense that this morning when I woke up, you know, pre- finishing to prepare this, I woke up this morning and I sense strongly that this particular Halloween is different from the other ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been sensing that very strongly this morning. Mm. It's almost like the Lord was showing me it's very, very different of the other Most one. definitely. It got me watching and sometimes I don't know why I watch those things, you know. I've been you know me i'm into film and everything but i've been watching this this series over the last few days this free season i'm on the third season at the moment already so i'm watching very quickly because obviously as i go to work i walk for 40 minutes to go back so i get time to do this it's called stranger things i don't know whether you guys be watching this on netflix uh this series on netflix but as i was watching 
the Lord was beginning to download to me the things that I was seeing. And to cut it short here, it is a story about gateways, about spiritual gates be open for demons to um, come into our world, basically. Well, they're portals. And they're portals. And these young kids, they're uh, basically trying to stop that. Now, the reason I'm saying this, this this morning is simply because I believe that they have been trying and some of the people can testify they've been trying to open portals for years lately you know they've been developing um, um, uh, an element called they call it a God particle which <laughs> we allow them to open portals you know now we know our, our brother scientist sometimes their mindset is really just to do to 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 uh, to create a better world but it's whoever finds those people they have different agendas mm. behind it so what i'm trying to say is that we are going to see many more spiritual activities taking yeah. place in our world because of those portal be open because of those celebration which really allow the spirit to roam free and as she's saying as well they're roaming free and what is seeking revenge they're seeking to do create havoc so for us the only way to counteract it as i mentioned before is prayer there's true power in prayer even the scientists are beginning to study the power of prayer because they believe it's got that kind of energy we're actually able to tap it into the realm and to create havocs so for us prayer is the key elements now prayer and praise those are the two things I would say that we need to do, especially when it comes to, to, to Halloween. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so quiet? You're just looking at me and just be quiet now. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Lot, lot to think lot to about. Think about. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think this is it for Halloween for today. Um, we uh, we're gonna pray. Yeah. We're gonna pray. Um, I want us to. Um, I want to pray. I want to just really thank the Lord for. Thank you, Daddy, for just really giving us the revelation today. And you know, your, your word clearly is, is very clear. You know, very clear. You said that your people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. And Lord, we just want to ask you this morning to grant us more knowledge, but especially more wisdom. The book of James says this, that if anyone need wisdom, let him ask for God, give it liberally. But he also said to ask without doubting. So, Father, we want to pray this morning to grant us more wisdom. In this world, this world that's crumbling, in his wicked ways, grant us wisdom. In his path that we're trading, Father, grant us wisdom. Lord, we want to be the Noahs of this world. Mm. We want to be the Noahs of this world to be righteous during those dark times. And Father, I just want to continue to pray today as we go against this celebration, Father, with our praises and with our praise and supplication, Father. We pray that while every door that has been opened, Lord, Lord, you will close it in the name of Jesus. Help us as this generation and the generation to come to continue to go stronger in you. Sorry. To continue to go um, 
sold out for you mm. to continue to grow without compromise Lord. Yes. we pray this in the mighty name of jesus make us stronger in you lord so we can continue to shine this light for you you said that we are the light of this world mm. so we pray that we will continue to shine this light in this dark world so we thank you father for using us as vessels of honor yes we thank you father for using us as beacons lord mm. we thank you father for opening up our eyes and showing us the way to go as we continue to build a community within in jesus name amen amen, amen. guys i thank you very much uh, for everything next week we're having a guest coming in as we're going to be concluding um on the um topic of mission uh with uh, our guest uh, sakina um we'll be coming in and sharing this again guys keep sending your comments thanks today for sending all your information i want to point out also uh, another message that has been sent on the uh, whatsapp uh, which is an article called CERN is seeking secret of the universe or maybe opening the portal of hell mm. so as we're discussing about portal that is a very very important article for you that i will uh, hope to read it again again uh, if you could post this on the chat that'd be wonderful for every one of us to be able to see it uh that'd be great thank you so much for sharing sharing those messages so as i said next week we'll be with uh, a guest and the week after next we'll be beginning a new series and i really sense my spirit to begin to look into the seven letters to the churches as well i think that is very important for us Mm. so we can actually continue to be prepared for the return of jesus i think i said it all now okay so we're done now darling thank you everyone thank you very much for listening and we shall see you again next week same place same time ciao bye